You're listening to the City Network Podcast. Our mission is to grow and multiply healthy churches in the Treasure Valley and beyond. Head to thecitynetwork.org for more info on our initiatives to catalyze church transformation and church planting. Here's today's podcast. This is Robert Frazier. I'm here with Cody Burbage. Hi. And he, hey, hey, he is uh, planting a church coming this fall, and I'm going to let him talk about it. So mm-hmm. um, let's just start with what is happening this fall, um, where are you planning, yeah. what's the name of your church, all that. So we're launching Create Church September 15th, 2019 at the Edwards 21 Theater in the Boise Spectrum. And uh, we moved here, me and my wife moved here to Boise from Charleston, South Carolina last July uh, to plant this church. Um, been on staff at churches before as an executive pastor, or worship pastor, creative pastor. Uh, and God put a dream in our heart January 2018 to uh, to plant a church called Create Church and... Uh, in central Boise, Idaho. And so we moved out here in faith and God's been so good to us ever since. Why Boise? What was the Well, we just there were a couple of things that I really felt like God was like, you know, uh, the thing that I I definitely have always been a big believer in church planting. I just didn't know why me. Why did I need to plant a church? And that was the thing I kept wrestling with. And so um I just I there were a couple demographics that I really felt like God put on my heart. I, I felt like God's, you know, I was interested in, in being in a college town. I was interested in being in a very unchurched area. I was interested in being in a Mormon area. I was interested in being in um, outside of the Bible Belt. My testimony and stories has a lot to do with anxiety, depression, and suicide. So I wanted somewhere that was uh, dramatically uh, challenged with with those issues, specifically suicide and young young people suicide, and um, yeah, at first Boise just kept popping up because I, I got two kids and I didn't want to bring our family to a place. Uh, I didn't want them to suffer their childhood because God had called me to plant a church, and so we were just praying, you know, what's, where's a good place to raise a family? And Boise popped up on every list, and I really wasn't interested. We were thinking like Wilmington, North Carolina. We were thinking like three hours away from home, but Boise just kept popping up over and over and over. And, um, I've shared countless times, just some of the crazy, crazy signs that God kind of brought to us, but it really came down to, to the demographics and the why, you know, to me, I'm, I'm, I'm always thinking about the why, the why go to Boise. And it it really just came, became clear that we wanted to go to a place where people, you know, were far from God. And, um, you know, we, we found out that Boise had you know, less than 10% church population. It was growing like crazy. Forbes.com had listed it as the fast growing city in America when we were looking and um, suicide rates are extremely high. You know, second leading cause of death between 10 year olds to 44 year olds. It's, uh, you know, 10 times the homicide rate. You know, it was just these, all of these different criteria were, were matched extremely well with Boise. So, um, and then, you know, just some of the things where we were like, God, you know, if, if we're going to do this, we need to know. You, you, we need to be super clear. And uh, so we fasted and prayed for, for about 30 days and just saw some, I mean, just crazy things that that, that you hear people talk about. I, I'm one of these people that like, you know, get, get kind of skeptical when people talk about how like, you know, they were eating a bowl of soup and all of a sudden, you know, in their alphabet Letters, soup, yeah, yeah <laughs> B-O-I kind of popped up. Um but it was kind of stuff like that where it was just 
just random. And, and after about 10 to 12 of these different crazy experiences, we were more afraid of not going than, than we were of, uh, you know, risking it all to move across the country to plant church. So tell me about some of the, the drawbacks and some of the, some of the benefits of being a parachute planner. Mm. You know, starting, starting from scratch has, has its benefits because, you know, the church that I was a part of back home was a lot made up of a lot of people I went to high school with. And so there was a lot of times where you felt like, you know, you were trying to grow, you were trying to lead people that knew how stupid you were in high school. Uh-huh. which was an extreme challenge uh-huh. um, because as much as you wanted to get over your past, they wouldn't let you. <laughs> so moving out to a new place was kind of nice because you kind of got to start from scratch, but um, it doesn't compare the, the benefits of parachuting to me. Don't, don't compare to the challenges for sure, because um, you know, you're just, you know, Church, church ministry is all about people. And if you don't know people, I mean, that's, it's, it's just very, it's very odd. And to me, people have different, um, definitions of what it means to parachute. I talked to some guys and they're like, yeah, we're parachuting. And I'm like, you know, man, we, we are too. And they're like, yeah, we just, you know, we haven't been there since college. We went to college there. And I'm like, it's a different, different definition of parachuting, right? You know, like, um, and so, uh, sometimes it's almost like you have to qual- kind of qualify what it means to parachute, but yeah, just, just this realization that God has to show up and he has to give you connections and you, you find yourself, you know, I didn't appreciate one thing I, I, I figured out about myself was I, I didn't appreciate friendships until I moved out here and didn't have any. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't appreciate, you know, uh, I, I would, you, you get to a point where you're so desperate for people that you remember how frustrated you got at your last church with certain people. And you're like, I would do anything to have those frustrating people. You know, like you're so, you're just so desperate with anybody with a, for anybody with a pulse. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it was, it was good for me just to kind of remember, just to kind of realize, you know, how, how sometimes you take people for granted. But, um, you know, I started just putting myself out there and trying to talk to anybody I possibly could, which is not my, not my personality at all. I'm, I'm, I'm an out, I'm a high functioning introvert. I'm an outgoing introvert. Um, and so I can turn it on, you know, when I'm in the line at Walmart to try to talk to somebody, but it's very challenging for me. And so, you know, I first came out here and I just felt this pressure to try to talk to everybody. And, um, you know, it was kind of, it was kind of interesting. It was me learning to make friends again, mm-hmm. you know, was kind of odd because I think sometimes we think we're really good at making friends. And really it's just that it's really easy to make friends when you have proximity with people. Like you've just been around for a while and all of a sudden yeah. you fall into friendship. Like yeah. You don't have that in a new place. Yeah. Or you yeah. don't have a job or you don't have a church that you go to. You have no, you have no connecting uh-huh. spot, you know, yeah. no starting point with people no and, context to meet people. Yeah. And I, yeah. I moved out here and I realized, I don't know that I'm really good at making friends. You know, I've had, a, I have a bunch of friends that I all met through church or through work or through, you know, family. And, um, you just realize that, uh, making friends is an art. I mean, it really is, yeah. you know, just, and so I started reading a bunch of books on just connecting with people, how to make friends, you know, like, and mm-hmm. it, 
it was very uh, challenging for my pride because I was like, this seems <laughs> ridiculous. Um, but how to, how to be popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. Thank Did, you, Dale has, Carnegie. Yeah. Has that changed the way you think about loneliness, the way you think about yes. kind of the modern problems in our city? Absolutely. I, I God has been taking me through the paces, I feel like, of what it's like to um, just be, you know, I've been in ministry so long that you, you sometimes forget that people aren't thinking about this stuff. You know, people, um, mm-hmm. you know, we, we have this ideas of these big churches and, and we don't feel overwhelmed when we walk into them, but, um, you know, just putting, just having some empathy, for example, you know, to meet people, um, this last spring, I decided to coach my kid's soccer team. I had no idea what I was doing. I played soccer on the orange team when I was in first grade. Like that was it. That was my soccer knowledge. And, uh, and the, 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 league for this soccer team they gave me this pamphlet of drills to run all stuff kind of stuff and i realized like it was right there in that moment where i was like this is what it feels like to be asked to serve at church uh-huh. just totally overwhelmed no you know, context the, no, no context yeah. the, co- the 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 director of this league thinks that i understand these things i don't mm-hmm. and uh, it just get, it just reminded me of like hey this is what it feels like to ask somebody to greet at the door they you you think they understand you know we have this curse of knowledge where we think that Oh yeah, I mean, to uh, to pass around a plate or to to serve in some capacity, um, you know. I I recently got a membership at Costco, and I walked in and I was so overwhelmed by my my all my senses were just so overwhelmed that I felt like God in that moment was like, "This is what it feels like for a new person to walk into a church, a mega church." But yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, for sure. But it was just yeah. like you know, yeah, or, yeah. or even just a, a different, um, you know, where. Cause I just have been a part of some of these things for so long that I just forgot what it's like to be new to them. Yeah. Um, to need community. Uh, you know, I, uh, as pastors, we can sometimes just like get so quick. We can get so tied up in the terminology and the way that we talk about stuff about, yeah, you need community. Life's all about community, being a small group, you know, and it's really easy for us to kind of talk about that. Cause we know that's what we're supposed to talk about. But then you lose all sense of community and you realize, oh, this is why people need community. Uh-huh. I've never been out of community, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just like God has been like, just kind of like uh, really using all these different experiences to kind of show me and give me a heart for people. And, and especially people who are lonely and, and don't have any friends, don't have any ability to connect. And a lot of people on our launch team, they just moved here from California. Our, oh, really? <laughs> our launch team is like 70% Californians. Yep. And, uh, and they don't know anybody. And my, you know, two years ago, I, I probably wouldn't have had compassion on them. And now I'm like, man, you know, yeah, you can be my, I'll be your friend, you know? Yeah. And, and uh, we both be friends. Let's do this. Yeah. 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 So well, that's cool. So a good season. thank you. I, I think that that's one of the things we've been talking about a lot at our church is that one of the ways we can be peculiar as a people mm. in a really good way is people who are connected in community and inviting people around us because it's just, it's such a radical thing to live connected now right. in our modern age, unless you're from somewhere yeah. and 70% of our Valley is from somewhere else. Right. So that changes kind of how you think about ministry yeah. and the expectation. Um, what, you know, what have been some of the ways that God provided for you mm-hmm. and what are some of the areas where you're like, okay, God's got to show up for this next season. Yeah. Well, you know, the whole thing has been, um, the whole thing has been, God's got to show up. Even, even in the beginning, you know, we started talking about, um, 
how are we going to raise money? How are we, how are we going to recruit people? I'd never raised a dollar in my life. And so it was one of those things where, God, this wasn't my idea. This was your idea. You have to show up. You know, I can't carry this. And that's been a big mantra for me the whole time. It's just, I'm not, I can't carry it. I can't carry it. I'm not going to carry it. I'm not going to try to carry it. You've got to show up. And he's been so faithful. Um, yeah, you know, we, we set a goal to raise $200,000 and we, we just, um, last Tuesday, we just, uh, passed that. And that's incredible. Well, and, and that was a, that was one of those big, hairy, audacious goals that we never thought we would actually achieve. We just thought, Hey, we'll aim high. We'll miss high. And God's just kind of brought people from all over the world, um, different churches from all over the world, different people from all over the world to, you know, we have people who give, um, that, that, that give reoccurring gifts of $5 every month and they've done it for a, over a year and a half. And it's just, anyway, God's just blowing our mind. You never thought that. you'd be so thankful for a hundred dollars. Right? I know, <laughs> I know. And just, uh, that people would, you know, obviously they're giving to God. I believe people give through, uh, they don't give to a church. They give through a church. They're giving to God. Uh, but that they would trust Brandy and I to, to, uh, steward that money. Well, um, is just blows our mind. And, and, um, we're excited to be good, good stewards of, of what they're, what they're giving. And, um, but then even with people, you know, we set a, we set a goal to, to recruit 72 launch team members and never, I mean, in a city where we didn't know anybody 12 months ago to now have 72 people on our team who get the vision and want to come alongside us and, and do this is just unreal. And, and really it's, you know, my life verse is first Corinthians one twenty eight. for God chose to use the foolish things to shame the wisdom of the world. It really is one of those things where at the end of the day, people who really know me, they know what I'm capable of. And they can, I mean, this, this is such a, this is such a God thing, you know, uh, where he is just showing off. And, uh, so he's been showing up every day, but, but just the, you know, every morning is one of those days where it's like, just to put my feet on the ground is one of those things where it's like, God, you've got to show up today. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because it's, it's terrifying to, to, to try to start this up and, and, on, uh, Often I'm thinking, what have I done? What have I gotten into? What am I, what do I think, you know, what am I doing? Um, so, uh, you know, God has been, been super faithful in that. And, um, you know, even securing our location or meeting in a movie theater and, uh, providing for that. And, um, yeah, it's just been, it's been amazing. Great. And what are some of those areas where you're like, you know, God's got to come through in the next couple of months. Oh, yeah. You know, what are you, what are you praying for? What are you hoping for? Yeah. Um, you know, honestly, I'm, I'm over the last 12 months, I have really been working on me. And, uh, if you've ever planted a church before, which Robert, I know you have, but, um, it's almost like, it's almost like playing golf. It's almost like a mental game more than it is what's going on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I'm in the biggest poker game of my life with a devil. Like <laughs> I'm just like bluffing, you know, I don't know. It's just, it, there's something about like, I'm just praying. Like I'm just, one is I'm a big believer in, in everything rises and falls on leadership. When the leader's better, everything else gets better. Um, I've got, I feel like, a, you know, I've got to take responsibility for, for how I'm leading in our church's health and, and I'm just like, okay, I've got to, I've got to get, I've got to work on me. And, um, you know, like, I think a lot of times, um, we want something out of our, our church and out of our congregation that, that we're not, we're not doing ourselves. And, 
and yeah, we can't, we can't, um, you know, we can't, uh, wait for us to perfect things before we teach them. Otherwise yeah, we wouldn't, yeah. we wouldn't be able to teach we anything. Stop right. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I really feel like over the last 12 months, God's just been working on me and my heart. And, um, and so honestly, I'm just praying honestly for, for, for my health, for, for my mental health, for my, um, I have seen some, some really heartbreaking things happen over the last two years from afar and up close with pastors and these guys that who are falling and who are, who are kind of losing their, um, losing their, their zeal or, uh, losing the, the health of their church. They're good guys. I don't think they ever intended on becoming unhealthy or ever intended on, um, you know, having affairs or, or no one, no one plans to do that. And some of these men are better than me. Better men than me have, have started off with great intentions and have fallen to the wayside. And so I'm just, um, the thing that I, you know, I go to bed every night just thinking of is like right now, I, I know that my motives are, are right in planting this church. And, but I know that very quickly, very quickly I could get off base. And so I'm just praying for protection in that. I'm praying for, that God would continue to um, help me to keep the first things first help me to keep my kids first, um, you know, that they don't become just a, a wounded people because their dad was a church planner and did ministry. And just remembering that they're, they're my first ministry. I'm pastor dad before I'm pastor of, of the church. And mm-hmm. um, so I know that probably seems a little selfish, but at the same time, it's like, I just know that if I can um, stay healthy as a leader, the other stuff will be an overflow of my heart. It'll yeah. be an, uh, an outpouring of my heart. I don't, I won't have to worry about leading a, a staff. Well, if, if my, if I'm close to Jesus and I'm digging in my Bible every day, wanting to get a, you know, something for me. And, um, and so I'm just, I'm just praying for, for discernment and wisdom and, you know, accountability, um, in my life so that, that, uh, I'm good because, you know, to me, to me, I've got a big, big passion about taking responsibility. And uh, so anyway, I don't know if that answers your question, but no, no, I, yeah. I think that as I've been planting, I've, I've realized that the character and culture of our church is always yeah. uh, an, an expression of who I am and also a magnification of my weaknesses. Yeah. So as a leader, if we're not right. becoming who God's made us to be and growing out of our weaknesses. Yeah. And, so we have a, we have a counselor who he's been our marriage counselor for the last seven years and Brandy and I meet with him once every two months, whether we need it or not. But one of the things he, he says a lot is he says culture, he says, um, culture is the combined behavior of an organization's leaders. You don't, you don't get to decide what culture is. Mm-hmm. Culture is what people say about you. It's, it's kind of like reputation kind of. It's like a lived reputation. Yeah. What, it, yeah what you, do. You, you can, you can make values to try to shape that culture, but in the end it's, it's your behavior. And then when you add people, when you add leaders, it's, it's the combinedness of all of that. And so, yeah, yeah. you know, just trying to realize that like right now, when I'm the only staff member of our church, that's on me, you know, if just like, you know, it's create churches, um, very much a, uh, you know, it's a culture of, of my family, me and my wife's values right now. And as it grows, it'll become more complicated, but 
but right now just trying to make sure that that's pure and keep it that you know yeah yeah well I, th- I think we could talk all day about church yeah. planting and about ministry and i'll probably have you back in six months and talk about the launch and talk about how god worked through it and yeah. what's what's next for you but thanks for coming in yeah, and man. having a conversation and um yeah thanks for being a part of the city network and we've been glad to to walk with you in this journey man yeah well let me I know that I'm probably out of time, but just let me say too, I forgot to say, you know, when, when I moved here and didn't know anybody, the city network is, is the group of guys who first reached out to me and became my friends before I knew anybody. Um, you, Keith, um, Doug, uh, you know, I, you know, Keith was sending his daughter over to our house to babysit because we didn't know any babysitters. And it was seven weeks since me and my wife had had a date night. And, uh, so I'm super grateful just to the just for the relational value of the city network, um, you know, I think back all the time about how I would be, where I would be without without these different things that God had sent my way, and the city network is one of those things where I think, man, I'd be dead in the water, you know, two months in if I didn't just have those friends to encourage me, tell me, hey, God has called you here. This valley needs more churches, and so just want to thank you guys for having the heart and vision to start it. No problem, man. God's doing some cool stuff. So thanks for coming out and uh, blessings. Thanks for listening to the City Network Podcast. If you have any comments or questions, join the discussion on our Facebook group at thecitynetwork.org slash group or sign up at the website to subscribe to updates for the blog and podcast.